Vegas Golden Knights celebrating a 2-0 start to the round robin of the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. This is the VGK Daily Podcast. I'm Darren Millard, joined by VGK analyst Mike McKenna. 11 goals in two games after the 6-4 triumph over the St. Louis Blues in which a couple of players scored two goals, Alex Tuck and Shea Theodore. Never before have they had hat-tricks in the National Hockey League, and they were knocking on the door again. Uh, the first career goal from Zach Whitecloud in either the regular season of the playoffs, and Mark Stone uh, chips in with another goal. It's just what he does in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But this was, a, this was a challenging game in the sense that they had to come from behind again. Just a big overview before I start peppering it with questions. <laughs> it's, it is. You know, they... There was never a moment where it felt like the Vegas Golden Knights were going to get way out ahead of this game. You know, it was constantly battle, battle, battle. They get you to the point a couple where it's of six times. four. I was nervous because I just felt like their uncontrolled turn, like they had these turnovers that were their own fault. They were not crisp getting out of their zone. They, they had the ability to play a lot better than they did early on. And no matter how well you play in a game, if you come out of a period losing one nothing, when you've caused that turnover yourself, you're still mad at yourself. That's what happened in the first period, despite really, really controlling the play. Yeah, and you, you know, you hope that what you're doing continues on. In the second period, it did. In the third period, it did. They kept pummeling St. Louis with shots on goal, with shot attempts, and eventually it worked. They got six goals. But there's always that fear. Is it going to happen? Is the other team going to respond? Well, St. Louis never really, despite having their goals in the second, had a sustained push, offensive push. So despite the Golden Knights being down at times, they were still carrying a lot of the play. Alex Tuck with a two-goal game, and coming into the hub city of Edmonton, it was Pete DeBoer that said that third line can really be a matchup issue, and uh, it's led by Alex Tuck, who is now healthy after the pause. Uh, you mentioned uh, on the broadcast last night that uh, his body is different, and boy, he he was he was feeling it early on last night. Oh, well, he was. If he hadn't been doing the freestyle and the puck hit him in the crease, he'd have had a hat trick. Uh, <laughs> you know, for Alex Tuck, he looks at this scenario in the summertime, having the pause. What can I do better? Well, maybe I can get myself in better shape, not just get healthy. He loses some weight, cuts out sugary drinks. He looks so fast. And the third line now, having Wah and having Cousins with them, they're developing their chemistry. They're working hard together. Nick Waugh had a great assist on, on White Cloud's goal that Tuck was involved with on the forecheck, too. So Tuck's feeding off of his line mates, and he's also feeding off that confidence. He knows he's in great shape. He knows he's healthy. And he, man, he was buzzing nope. two goals and an assist. Him, more than anybody, I think, feeds off confidence. And last night, he was just, he, he had a different aura about him you can tell with him you know yeah. it just he kind of has that look in his eye sometimes where you know it gets a little crazy looking on the bench and you can almost tell that he's just ready to bust out of the cage and, and do something memorable and uh it, it happened again last night where he gets in these stretches where he he's just unbeatable in front of the net that's he, where he, we will start uh alex tuck uh, a two-goal performance uh, leading the charge for the golden knights uh, on a night in which they score six goals. Here is Tuck, followed by his head coach, Pete DeBoer. The righty protects out high for a holding drive save. Rebound, and Tuck scores! Alex Tuck, left side of the net. He buries it inside the left post. Cousins gets it back to the left, but towards the net, they score! Tuck again! Lifts it home on the backhand. 
I'm not really too worried about being the X factor. I'm just trying to go in and work as hard as I can every game and just try to be a difference maker every shift. Uh, I think that whole third line, I thought Nick Waugh too, uh, I thought, uh, and Cuz, I thought uh, those guys, you know, they hop over the boards. They're, they're not just killing time. They're they're looking to create offense and score and, and uh, they can be dangerous. And, you know, when Tucky's playing like that, uh, he's a hard guy to handle. Tuck was great. Shea Theodore gets involved in the offense again. Uh, Zach Whitecloud scores. Braden McNabb with a beautiful assist. We're seeing, or are we? Are we just noticing it a lot more? The defensemen really getting involved in the offensive push. Well, there's a real diversity in attack. And, you know, Zach Whitecloud said after the game that that's the way the game's going. D have to be involved. They ha they have to get down into the play. He obviously does by jumping in and scoring his goal by going lower than defensemen used to back in the day. They'd always stay out high. Well, now they're active. They can go down deep into the zone if they need to. But under Pete DeBoer, there's such an emphasis on the defense jumping. We've seen it. It's real. And it gives them the free license to be able to get in the play, make things happen. And again, knowing too that it's a great core, you know, picking up Alec Martinez to make it even deeper back there. Uh, another player, he had hit the post twice tonight, only shows up with one goal. Could have had, a, or sorry, only had uh, one shot on goal. Mm -hmm. Could have had a goal, assist. Uh, it's a really deep back end, and they're playing to Coach Pete DeBoer's system that allows them to be free and in the play. I'm not sure how much sleep Zach got last night because his phone, <laughs> uh, I'm sure, blew up. And I, and I yeah. bet you got a text or a phone call from his aunt in Brandon, who was my dad's nurse the other day. Uh, when he was getting some treatment and they ended up talking all about the VGK Daily podcast and and how much Zach's enjoying this uh, this run so uh, congratulations to uh, Zach and his family and that first career goal which comes in a Stanley Cup playoff game there's a shot right wing and they score guess who Zach Whitecloud his first National Hockey League goal and this one's tied at four two minutes into the third it's definitely fun to contribute and, and uh, obviously in a time like that. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, you score your first one and you just got to get back to work right away. And, um, you know, that's what hockey is in a game like that and important game like that. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, exciting and enjoy the moment, but get back to work uh, right away. Offense isn't a huge part of his game, but uh, his game has come so far just in the two, three months that, uh, you know, that I've, I've seen him play. Uh, and he's adding pieces to it every game and, uh, it was a big goal at a big time for us, and he, he was, you know, super excited, and I think the guys were, were real excited for him. He, he's such a good kid. How about that? And, and Pete's reaction is great, too. Well, like, what a moment. And how small is the world with your, with your story there wow. about, you know, Brandon Manitoba? There's, a, there's yeah. a lot of Manitoba connections going on here. It's, it's, not that, it, it's not that small when you consider how many Manitobans are yeah. on the Golden Knights. You know, and, 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 the, and Bemidji State, his college, yeah. they're happy, too, but... At, you know, anytime a guy puts his first goal and to do it in the playoffs and to see the growth in his game, Pete DeBoer praised him how he's killing penalties. He's munching minutes for the Golden Knights and the offense is coming. And that's the way you break into this league as a defenseman. You've got to take care of D zone first, and hopefully your offense grows with it. You're seeing that with White, with White Cloud. He's getting more shots, and he's getting opportunities. He's more comfortable with the league. He's starting to know what to expect from opponents, and he soaks it up like a sponge. It's not surprising. Really good game. Because this is a podcast, we're going to do something just uh, slightly different. Uh, just Gordon's over here. Gordon, when is Zach's next blog going to be posted? 
Sometimes this, sometime this weekend. Zach's been doing a great blog uh, throughout the playoffs. Great writer. So, great uh, uh, Antti, uh, there's going to be that coming up uh, this weekend, and maybe he'll talk about that first career goal. He better be talking I about hope that so. first career goal. It only happens Do you once. see the smile on the bench? Oh, I, man, I, everybody. It's one of the best moments in the game I just when like it happens. Some, sometimes people just get caught up in trying to be too professional, too cool, too too good for the moment because you wanted to act the part. I just, Like, enjoy the moment. He did that. That oh, was yeah. perfect. His smile was huge, and everybody on the bench. It's special. Everybody knows that you get him the puck, and you're just you're happy for your buddy. Don't downplay it. No. Enjoy it. And he did that. Big win, but it did come after a 2-0 deficit early in the second period, and then after taking the lead, 3-2, the Golden Knights watched the St. Louis Blues store, score two quick goals, uh, two in 23 seconds. So there was some adversity there, some resiliency shown by the Golden Knights in back-to-back games. Here is Shea Theodore, Alex Tuck, Mark Stone, and Pete DeBoer on what they're learning through these two straight comebacks. Stone right circle. The righty waits. Saucers left. Theodore shoots. He scores! Power play goal, and the Knights within one. We had a couple defensive breakdowns there that led to their goals, but, um, you know, we got a tight group. We know we can score goals, and, um, you know, I, I think we can, we can do a good job of hemming them in their zone and getting some good zone time. So, um, you know, I think when we do that, we should be fine. Like you said, it takes all 20 guys. I thought everyone was going full 60 minutes. I mean, there was a couple mistakes that they were able to capitalize on, but uh, we didn't hang our heads on it. We kept pushing, uh, kept getting pucks in the net, kept playing our game, and I think it resulted in a win tonight. He does help it come to Stone. Stevenson out high, Schmidt to the left, McNabb. In front, score! Mark Stone tips it in at the back door. 5-4 Vegas with 7.29 to play. The two games are kind of completely different. Uh, I didn't think we brought much to the table in the first 40 minutes against Dallas um, and kind of squeaked one out. Didn't really didn't deserve um, maybe the same, the same outcome. But <clears throat> tonight, uh, never really felt in doubt. Um, I thought we played uh, as good of a 60 minutes as we could. Um, the only thing was we gave up four grade-A chances and they capitalized on them. Um, you're going to give up chances in a hockey game, but... Uh, Giving up great A's is, is when they capitalize. And um, like I said, I thought we only really gave up four uh, all night and um, they were in the back of our net. I mean, I think our last four periods in general have been <clears throat> been very good. Um, you know, it's, you, you stick with the game plan. Um, you continue to push. You're going to wear teams down. I thought we did a good job today keeping the puck away from Bennington, making their D turn and, and, and putting some pressure on them. Um, the power play was pretty good tonight. Uh, penalty kill was, uh, was clutch at the end. Um, I think our special teams really helped us out tonight, and there's a lot of things we can keep improving on. Uh, but I mean, we want to be playing our best hockey. we got one more game um, before we head into a, a best-of-seven series, uh, and we want to be playing our best. You hope it galvanizes your group. Uh, at the very least, I think, uh, you know, you can bank that feeling for the future. So when we're in a hole, we know the game's not over, and we have that confidence that, we can come back and stick with it and have a little bit of patience to to uh, our game and situations. So, um, you know, I think I think it's a great thing. Uh, two totally different wins in the third period. You know, I thought tonight we, we played 60 solid minutes with a real good uh, response game to, to last game. I thought last game, you know, we didn't start to play till the third period. So... Um, this one's a little more enjoyable from a coaching point of view.
2-0 to start. And now one more game in the round robin against the Colorado Avalanche with the first seed in the Western Conference playoffs on the line. And who are they facing? The team that's going to be going for it as well. Yeah. I love it. I love how this round robin set up. Yeah, both teams 2-0. That's it. You know, you've got the best teams with the buys that are playing in the round robin. It's such a great marker for teams to see how they're playing, to see how they need to improve, where they can get better, where things have worked coming off the pause that they've looked at from a system standpoint. These two teams, Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights, have been the class of the field so far. They've been good from the start. And for the players, you want to have that momentum going into the actual playoffs when you drop the puck in game one of the round of 16. You need to have that momentum. If you can win four straight, that's fantastic. Three and one is fine, but you want to go in on a win. Interesting. Colorado, we we were looking forward to seeing them play at full health. And that's translated into a 2-0 start. For the Golden Knights, their training camp at City National Arena that we watched for those 13 days was exceptional. It was so sharp. And you wonder, does that is that just because they're practicing every day and they're they're into that rhythm, or are they really that on top of their game? It's it's uh, offensively anyway. It's there. Yeah, and what we're seeing, there's things that the Golden Knights can do better. You'll always find that, but the crux of it is just the. I'm not sure they can play the, better offensively though. No, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe maybe we'll see an eight spot. That'd be yeah. fantastic. But uh, there's this air of confidence to the Golden Knights right now, and Mark Stone talked about it post game. He just can sense that they believe in each other. They don't have any doubt. Even if they're down by a goal or two, yeah, we're going to come back and win the game. Teams don't always have that. You know, there's teams that will fold, that will question themselves, that'll turn against one another if things start to go astray. You haven't seen that at all with the Golden Knights. They came back in phase two with a purpose. They all skated together, took care of the conditioning. They were all in Vegas, phase three. They hammered out systems. It's just been really impressive to see the level of seriousness that the team has had because they have one focus. It's win the Stanley Cup. That's it. Things to work on. Be ahead going into the third period. They've trailed to going into the final frame in both games, but managed to erase those deficits uh, by outscoring the opposition seven to nothing. And in six periods through the course of this 2020 Stanley Cup playoff Western Conference round robin, they have scored three or more goals in half of them. It's been impressive. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow when the Golden Knights hook up with the Colorado Avalanche for the final game of the round robin. We'll be back to preview it for you on the VGK Daily Podcast. Stay safe.